Hey y'all, this episode is brought to you by my new book, Find Your Rainbow. Find Your Rainbow is a full-color guide and activity book filled with interactive and positive ways for young readers to work through issues like self-esteem, positive thinking, and even bullying. I worked on this book for two to three years. It is filled with tons of colorful illustrations, my personal stories, and I think it will really help the girls in your life. You could find the book online, but really, I recommend going to your favorite independent bookstore and asking them for Find Your Rainbow. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Rainy Day Diaries, an imperfect podcast that will dive headfirst into how you can thrive in your creative life and business, even if you struggle with mental wellness. I am your host, Jennifer Lynn, and as a longtime struggler of anxiety and depression myself, I hope this podcast will help you realize that you could still get stuff done when you deal with all these crazy things on a daily basis, that you're not alone, and that falling down does not mean you won't get back up again. I thank you so much for listening, and as always, if you have any suggestions or questions or topics you'd love to hear about, please email me at jenniferlynn at gmail.com. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Today on Rainy Day Diaries, I have Sarah Alberto. She has, she does lots of things. She has a web presence. She goes by Sarah Zorel, and she has a YouTube channel and two books all about doodling. Her like illustrations are cute and uplifting and kind of kawaii-esque. And I, <laughs> and we're both going to have a nice awkward chat together. We've been yes, on Instagram we are. for like a year or something I can't remember yeah I've been stalking you (laughs) (laughs) she stalked me first and then I stalked her back and then I forced her on the podcast and the coolest thing ever she's my first guest in the future Uh, I am interviewing her on Friday (laughs) but it's actually sad or no wait I'm interviewing her on Thursday and it's actually Friday there which is Friday here yeah because she lives in Australia so I awkwardly introduced you and I'm gonna let you um, introduce yourself and then talk about what you wanted to be growing up and then kind of talk about what you're doing now. Okay, first of all, hi everyone. My name is Sarah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am known as Doodles by Sarah on YouTube and Sarah Zorel on Instagram. Those are my handles, just in case you want to know. <laughs> I am a stay at home mom and a self proclaimed doodle artist. What else? Um, more about myself. You have books. I am an Tell author. Tell them at the yeah, book. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I am an author. I am an author of two books. Um, my first book is called Cute Kawaii Doodles. And the second one is um, called The Art of Doodle Words. Oh, I am married, just in case anyone wants to know. Um, I am married <laughs> with two kids. I got two kids and I have a pet cat. Um, How old are your kids? People, oh, oh my kids are... Hang on. Let's see. It's mom brain. I, my <laughs> eldest is seven and my youngest is five. My cat is um, eight years old. <laughs> just in case. Um, also, people are also wondering about my nationality. I'm just going to say it out here now. I am Filipino living in Australia. I've been in, in Australia since um, 2007, but I was born and raised in Philippines. Is your husband Filipino too? Yes, he is. He's he was he's born in the Philippines as well, but um, they moved to Australia when they were young, so he pretty much grew up here. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, did you meet him in the Philippines, or did you meet him in Australia? In Australia. <laughs> what were you doing in Australia? <laughs> oh, I was on holiday. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yes. That's amazing. 
Yeah. And what's love at first? Nah. <laughs> Actually, funny thing, I'm five years older than him, but it doesn't show Asian genes. So, <laughs> I when we lived in New York, I know we're like totally going off whatever questions I asked yeah, before. But when we lived, my husband and I look really young too, and we actually met in college like 18 years ago. And so when we moved to New York, people were like, are you here for college? And I'm like, no, oh, we were in college no. like over a decade ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the two of us, yeah, um, I met him through family friends. Like um, my parents, because we didn't have any relatives here. My mom had some friends when she was working here. Um, and then we met the family and... Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so your I mom, you have ties to Australia then. Your mom used to yes. work in Australia? Yeah. My mom, I think that was in 1984. So, such a long time ago. My mom was, because um, my mom's a doctor. Um, she was studying here. And uh, since I was first born, um, she took me with her. And she was pregnant with my sister that time. And I think because we didn't have any relatives here, she made friends like Filipino community. And that's where she met my husband's relatives. So fast forward to, I met him in 2006. So that was from 1984 to, oh no, 2004. So it was like, like 20, 20 years, 20 years. Um, I went back here for a holiday and then I saw him, but I didn't really look at him that much. And then 2006, I came back and... Yeah, that, that's where I started socializing with people here, and that's where I met him. And 2007, I decided to come here to study. To study um, your husband? Yes, to study. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I, I came here to study because, um, yeah, I think I can talk about that later when, um, yeah. Yeah, when we talk about my teens and what I wanted to be growing up. <laughs> So what did you want to be growing up? And then how did that lead to what you're doing now? It's a long story. It's a long and complicated story. I need notes. Okay. So if you see me looking at <laughs> you, I bullet okay. points. The listeners can't see you. So you're fine. Okay. It's just video. Audio. Um, first of all, it's, it's like I said, it's complicated and a long story. Um, growing up, I wanted to be a lot of things. Um, since my parents are both doctors, I assumed... Um, I assumed and people also assumed that I would become one someday. So um, there was one time I wanted to also be a flight attendant. Those and, are very similar uh, fields. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, well, that was because I like I love traveling. Um, when because my mom was a doctor, she used to travel and she she used to take us with her, and that was also what my friends wanted to be. So. They want to be flight attendants. I want to be one too. But um, when I first um, saw Japanese animation like Sailor Moon, um, yeah, started with Sailor Moon. Always starts with Sailor Moon. I immediately fell in love with the art. So I said, oh, I want to be a comic artist. I want to be a comic book artist. I want to draw like this. But during those times, um, people didn't really consider that as a profession, like because. In those ages, they didn't really have like multimedia stuff. Like, and like now, like art, uh, on Instagram, you can just post like all your artworks, and you have like a virtual por portfolio already. So everything back then was isn't as easy as what we have now. So 
my family didn't really consider that as a profession and i just gave up on that dream and um in asian culture like some prefer to have like a white collar job like, like doctors lawyers like that so um being the eldest in among three children my family expected me to be like the first doctor in the family which was like so much pressure <laughs> um i've always been like a cheerful and talkative child when i was young but i was also shy and i didn't want to be in the spotlight so whenever like people would expect me to become a doctor it was really hard to say no I was like yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll be one and like because i want to make my parents proud but i've always known that i had very low confidence and i don't think that would like being a doctor would suit me so um that was just like some kind of fantasy in my mind of becoming a doctor but i knew deep inside like I, i won't be able to be one so growing up i felt like um i didn't have any goals of what i wanted to become um i guess i was um confused and i thought that i would just follow in my parents footsteps oh it's becoming a little bit <laughs> sad at the great. moment yeah um yeah in In my college years, um, that was the time that me and my parents decided that being a doctor wasn't really for me. And like I said, during those times, the internet and technology wasn't as big as today. There weren't any graphic design or multimedia courses that I could take because I said I really want to do arts. And um, the closest course that they had in schools was was um interior design like designing for houses mm-hmm. and stuff but i didn't really want to go through architecture because i know that was hard so i wanted like to design homes because that, that was that was the the closest but i couldn't get into any universities because i didn't pass the exams and during those times i thought that maybe I w- i'm not that smart maybe this isn't really for me um so, college or art? yeah college okay college and so i went with my second choice which was um to become a flight attendant so i finished international relations for four years um in the university but i couldn't find a job like honestly finding a job in the philippines is hard as well they expect well during my time they they really expect so much from you like if you study from a higher school i think you have a bigger chance of getting a job but if the school wasn't that known it would be harder any so, job uh, or like 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 the job that you really want if if um if you want to go uh to a different field uh it really depends on the companies as well where where you want want to go but for me like my course was really hard because I think the requirements as well for becoming a uh, flight attendant was someone who's tall <laughs> and like five foot. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like a small person, and you need to be like you have to have like a bubbly personality as well. And but like I was really shy, and my confidence wasn't that good. <laughs> I will before. stop you for a moment and tell you your confidence yeah. 
is a little better than you're saying because you still had the confidence to tell your parents that you didn't want to be a doctor. Yes. And that takes I think, like a lot. I, know. I, have, I have friends who ended up going to medical school, even though they knew they did not want to be a doctor because their parents basically like plan their life for them. And then, yes. And then after all that debt and like all those years being unhappy, they end up either switching or just being miserable. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think, oh, sorry. Rubbish truck here. If you can hear it. <laughs> Maybe we could pause for a little bit. I think I'm gonna pause. Is that all right? You're fine. <laughs> yes, I wanted to become a flight okay, attendant. Okay, so you're too sure to be a flight attendant. What yeah. happened next? <laughs> so um I took two other short courses just to be because able you're to a find short work. <laughs> um it's because I couldn't find a job. Also that, but yeah, to make things short, after graduating my four year course. I did ex another extra three years of studying. So I just studied basically my whole life. Before, I, when I was thinking about that, I felt so sad. I'm like, oh, look at you, just kept studying. And in, in my mind, I just kept telling people, studying is an investment. So if I keep studying, that's fine. But as another thing is like, oh, you just need to work. Stop studying. I mean, you're wasting your parents' money. You keep studying. I'm like, but it's so hard to find a job. So anyway, I finished all of those courses and they were okay, but it's still something that I didn't want. Um, what were you studying? I, um, I studied business. Sorry, just trying to remember. I, tr I, I, I think I started studying like business administration because uh, my mom, maybe if I can't be like a doctor, a flight attendant, I can start my own business. Because uh, my mom always wanted to do that as well. And um, the other one was a typing course. Like, um, it's not like a call center. Do you know what call centers are? Yeah. Um, yeah. One. Those ones? There's yeah. Courses um, it, call centers? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a call center. It was a different kind. It was medical transcription. Because my oh, parents okay. were, were parents were doctors. So I thought maybe I would do medical transcription. Like, um, listening to doctor's um files <laughs> and like you have to type it down yeah i so i did that one as well and i was able to find a job with that one because um people during that time people needed um transcriptionists so i was able to find a job so after a year um i was af uh, after three years of doing all those um courses i was able to find a job but what year um, was there is you came uh, during that time. Like it was like, oh yeah, hang on. Like um, <laughs> I came to Australia in 2007. So that was around 2005, 2006. Okay. That was around, oh, see, I feel so old. I don't even remember. Why? How old are you? I'm 38. I'm oh, 35. I'm 38 this year. Oh my gosh. I'll be 35 <sighs> in two weeks. Oh, really? So, advanced happy birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> Did you yeah, bring me um, an advanced cake? Um, I don't bake. Oh, no. Oh, I'm hanging <laughs> up on this call. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I said, the reason why I kept on studying is because I think I was still trying to find what I want to do. At the same time, not disappoint my parents or my family. It's hard, like being the eldest, it's really hard to keep up. Like everyone I know had found jobs and they were 
successful and I felt like I was stuck. So I felt lost. But I didn't blame myself or my parents for that. Uh, my parents did their best to support me in finding what I wanted to do. But I guess the universe wasn't really ready for me. I always thought about that. Maybe it's not your time. It's not your, it, it will come. So I worked for a year, like I said, I worked for a year in medical transcription until I moved to Australia in 2007. Went here two thousand six to for a holiday. That's where I met my husband, <laughs> but my future husband. I'm sorry, <laughs> but then two thousand seven, I decided to study because, um, like I said, it was hard to find like a job to to prepare for your future in the Philippines. So when I came here, I studied children's services and. That, w- that was when I finally um, I finally had a goal of what I wanted to become. Um, I realized that I like working with children that because I always thought of myself as a child at heart. I love toys, games, like arts and crafts. So when I did arts and crafts with the kids, I felt home. I, I loved it. So... After that, I uh, I told my parents I want to do this. Uh, I want to continue doing this. So I had two dreams: um, was to become a teacher and was to illustrate or make a children's book. That Yay! was that was that that's been my my goal since then. Um, yeah. So basically, what I wanted to become growing up even though it was too late, was yeah, to become a teacher and to have my own book. So what year, how old were you when those two dreams came to light? Well, I was, when I was studying here, that was, I was around 27, 28. So my book came out last year. <laughs> so I was already, I was 37, 36, 37 last year. So not really too late. <laughs> no, it's never too late. <laughs> never too so late. So then, yeah. back then, did you want, was your art style the same? And did you want to do like the book you actually did? Or was it just like, I just want to have a book? Like, was it always um, an illustrated book? I just, in my head, it was just, I wanted to make a storybook, like a children's book. Like when mm-hmm. I was working in childcare, like I would see, I think my favorite book to read to the kids was "We're Going on a Bear Hunt." Uh, have you read? If you if you ever come up to the book, check out that book. I really like that because that's a book where you you can change your voice into creepy and exciting, and the kids love that. That was the first time I was able to read something that I saw the kids were like listening to me. And they were so attentive. I'm like, oh, I want to do this for my whole my, my whole life. I like, I want to make a book like this. But at the same time, I'm not really a storyteller. I can draw, but I'm not good at making stories. So that was like half and half for me. I want to make something, but at the same time, I'm not confident enough to make my own story. So I think that held me back as well. But yeah. Um, sorry, what was the other question? I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, farther and farther. I will say that uh, picture books, 
you generally the the illustrator does not do the story and the author does not do the illustrations most of the time an illustrator is being pitched to publishers and then uh author is being pitched to publishers and they match them so like don't let that hold you back yeah. at all because generally it's not it happens like where one person makes those both but it's not yeah. as common as uh, maybe because before I didn't really think of the difference. I just thought, oh, I wanted to make my own book. And that like, wasn't because as common I, of in, information yeah. in 2007. Like 2007 yeah. is like when the internet, like back in 2007, there weren't even like all these courses. Like there wasn't like as yeah. much knowledge and YouTube wasn't big. Etsy just came out like it. Yeah, so. it wasn't like that. But now you could totally have a book. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah like fast forward now what am i what i'm doing now um when i used to work when i studied children's services i ended up working in childcare, daycares so i took care of kids while their parents was at work and that was before um that was before i had my firstborn. so when he was born i decided to become a stay-at-home mom i left child care and my dreams of becoming a teacher and writing a book um, was slowly um, fading away. So after the birth of my son, um, all my attention was to him. He was my first priority. He was important. That was it. I feel it you. was just my son. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> was it? I actually didn't have any time for myself. That was the first first time mom right so mm -hmm. it was hard like all the pressure was on you do this do that which is right which is wrong them? what new I know. are you going to prepare it is it is it here are you out of diapers like do you have yeah, breastfeed or bottle uh, i yeah. chose both like seriously i couldn't like i don't know which one's right which one's wrong like i said but yeah so my mind was just set on my son um just to take care of him and then um when my daughter was born i got two so i was like oh so it was such an overwhelming experience a stay-at-home mom two kids what am i gonna do so uh i got i'm not, not really bored but i think i needed an outlet so i guess i'm doing all sorts right now like with with what i have um i'm a stay-at-home mom i'm an author illustrator and i'm a full-time youtuber um yeah for so those who don't know I, yeah i make doodles um how did that start um let's go back <laughs> thinking <laughs> about the years it's so hard um becoming a youtuber um happened because i got bored um i needed like a creative outlet um like a hobby and i actually got into scrapbooking first it was this was all on instagram like um i don't know if it's tmi like i was feeding my kids and like i have my phone with me or like watching youtube uh, and then i just suddenly came upon the planner community you know how big the planner community mm -hmm. is on is on instagram i came up to the hashtags checking the hashtag and I was like, oh my god they're so pretty like i, I want to do this i want to try this so uh, i was into the planner community for an, around a year and then i started doing scrap scrapbooking 
I started with Project Life. Um, what else? I think well, after doing Project Life, that's when I realized, oh, I want to draw my own embellishments and my own doodles on my planner because I couldn't afford all those washi tapes, all those stickers, all those stamps that I keep seeing on Instagram. I'm like, it's so overwhelming and I don't even have a job. So how can I buy these things? So I started drawing. And then when I posted on Instagram, I noticed that I had more likes on those photos and people kept saying, oh, do more, uh, asking me how I did that. So I eventually made a tutorial on youtube i uploaded it and it got so many views when i shared it by instagram and that's how it started that was in 2013 or 14 around around that time people loved it and i got my book deal from youtube that my awesome. pub yeah my publisher contacted me at first it was it was surreal i i thought it was like fake or something like is, is this real it's like the the first thing they said on the email like they're they're looking for an, an illustrator for a book and i'm like i didn't i didn't reply for a while because i was like are they real do you really want me because i was like they want me to make a book for them so i talked to my husband and he was like just give it a go you, you won't know until you give it a go so those words stuck in my mind, like, okay, I'm going to do it. So it was around a year of preparation. They talked to me on what I should draw, the themes. And yeah, um, YouTube gave me my big break that I needed. So I got my book because of my videos. That's awesome. And yeah. So like I said, I was 33 that time. So again, it's never too late to start what you want to do in life. So I'm trying to remember how old I was. It was 2016, so maybe I was 33 also. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like I said, it's, um, it's never too late. Like, thinking about it now, I feel so blessed that all those times before that I was disappointed at myself for not finding a job for not uh, making my parents proud i know they're proud of me but for me it wasn't enough like when my kids were born like they were their first grandkids so that that changed so like the focus wasn't on me anymore it was on the grandkids and then when i when my parents found out my youtube channel i kept it a secret I didn't, I think my sister knew, my husband knew. It was my other life, my online life. Like my relatives didn't even know about it. And then my sister one day showed my parents the link. That was that time I reached 100 subscribers on YouTube. And like my parents were like, oh my God, we didn't know about this. Why didn't you tell them? Shared everything on Facebook. And like I said, um, I don't like being in spotlight. I don't like being the center of attention. I take it down. Please take it down. I don't want people to sew my drawings. It's not that I was ashamed of what I was doing. It's just I wasn't ready for people to see what I'm doing. 
I like everyone I knew was had these all sorts of professions and traveling and stuff. And I, I'm I'm gonna admit that I was a bit ashamed just for myself. Like, oh, this is just what I'm doing now. But right now, I'm like, I don't care. I have a book. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So I think I, I I also thank my sister for doing that because. My parents and my sister, they pushed me to work harder towards my dream. They kept giving, giving me ideas on what to do. Like they, built, they actually built my confidence because I'm just, my self-esteem is really low. Like I, I can be bubbly, I can be cheerful, but inside, it's, it's really hard for me to show people what I've become, what, what, what I do. So, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so other than being a flight attendant uh, or wanting to be a flight attendant, what were your teen years like? And then were there any specific things other than not becoming a flight attendant that you uh, dealt with as a teen? Okay. My teens. So we're going far away from what I'm doing now. My, my teens is a different story. Do you so, remember back we, then? Yes. <laughs> like I said, I, I made notes. <laughs> Uh, I hate to say it, but um, I didn't enjoy my teenage life. I hope doesn't that doesn't sound mean or ungrateful. But in my I teens, didn't. nope. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, see, I would oh, never I go have... back. I wouldn't go back to twenties either. Same, Hated that as well. Thirties are the best. <laughs> same. Yes. Well, I met my husband at t- around 24, 25, so we'll go <laughs> that time. So yeah, um, in my teens, as a teenager, I was always smiling. Like I said, I'm cheerful, I'm talkative, and I try to get along with everyone because I keep saying this, but I don't like being judged. I don't like people hating on me. I'm a people pleaser, which I shouldn't be. But I think during that time, I didn't. I, I was scared of people hating me. But that also changed. Uh, depends on who I was with. When I'm with my friends, I'm loud. I'm happy. When I'm with people that I don't know, I keep my distance. So outside, I'm cheerful. Inside, I was always scared. Um, in my teen years, I loved my friends. I loved all the friends that I made. Some of them I still keep in contact with. But the journey of being a teenager for me wasn't as memorable as I imagined to be. Um, not like those movies. But yeah. <laughs> or t- the things that That's you see on TV. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's right. True. Um, I slowly started to become a wallflower, like just in the background. <laughs> um, I don't like being center of attention. Like I said, I don't like being judged. And I wanted to keep my circle of friends small. I told you earlier, um, I've only talked to this to a few people, but this is the first time I'm saying it out in the open on the internet. <laughs> Um, I got bullied when I was 12, 13 years old. Let's see, see, I don't remember the year, what, my age. I'm trying to remember, but that was around 12, 13. Um, one of my best friends got mad at me <laughs> and turned the whole class against me. Yeah. That's uh, well, like I a blame, movie. <laughs> Not the kind I of movie you want to be stage. in. Of my life. I blame everything that happened to me back then. I think that is why I have very low self-esteem right now. And I, that's why I tend to overthink. Um, 
the only reason I remember as to why she got angry at me <laughs> is because I drew the logo of our secret drawing club on wet sand during our flag ceremony. That was like, I just remember because me and my best friend, we like to draw. And like we, we have this secret club that we made for just drawing. We would exchange notebooks and make comic books. And like people were um, curious about what we do, but we won't tell people. It wasn't a bad club. It was like drawings, doodles and stuff. But um, I know some girls wanted to join us, but I'm like, you can't join. And then like lots of, lots of, lots of other girls, just four of us. It started with two, my best friend and I. And then after that, we were four. And then some other girls wanted to join in as well. But we're like, nah, we'll just pretend that um, we're not doing this club anymore. So yeah. Um, and that was what I said during flag ceremony. I drew a logo because we have a smiley face logo. And I drew it on wet sand because we were like bored. We were like waiting for the principal to come or something. I was drawing wet sand. And then she saw it. And I, th- I don't know if she stepped on it and then suddenly erased it and got angry at me because it was supposed to be a secret. that We're not supposed to tell anyone anymore. I know it's so funny, right? Thinking about it now, it just makes me laugh. But yeah, the next thing I know, my bag, my school bag was hung up on the door where I couldn't reach. There's all the rubbish that the kids have under my seat. The kids uh, were laughing at my essays that the teacher put displayed on the wall. Like whenever we got homework, he, the best ones are displayed on the wall. And um, no one wanted to eat with me during lunch. And um, no one wanted to admin group projects like their groups so it was pretty sad but i didn't cry i i don't remember crying or showing weakness um i tried my best to ignore and to keep and to keep quiet i'd go to school if i was by myself i'd just be my by myself and then when it's time to go home i just left i didn't tell my parents um i was i think i was scared of telling my parents um because i know they have they're busy because they're both doctors and i didn't want to bother them with that i know they would give an advice and like tell me to be strong but i just wanted to show them that i was strong on my own so um those kids eventually said sorry um i think towards the end of the year they said sorry. I forgave them, but I didn't really want to see them again. Um, I just got lucky. It was, it was lucky that we had to move houses. So I had to move school as well. And um, when I moved to a new school, I made sure that I kept a low profile and I just wanted to be on my own. But it was actually different. In high school, I wasn't popular, but a lot of people wanted to become my friend and yeah so i got i got friends that didn't make fun of me or didn't bully me when i was in high school so it it was different <laughs> just so as i said it's the first time me saying that out loud and um thinking about it um i'm happy that it's over and i got through i got i got through and for me, I'm just hoping that that doesn't happen to my kids. 
Like I'm when they're older, I'm gonna share this story with them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show this podcast to them. <laughs> them to listen. Just listen to what your mom tells. To Middle school is the worst. Middle it's school. Like, it, it's <sighs> like in between. Like you're going to high school at the same time you're um, turning into a teenager. Uh, I know. And like I said, I, it's not memorable. I don't want to think about it. What yeah, age but, does um, high school start for the Philippines? In the Philippines, oh God, seriously, I don't even remember anymore. Um, you're not uh, around old, lady. <laughs> four, four t- but yeah, so so much stuff has happened. Mom brain, like so many things have happened. I think around thirteen, fourteen. Okay, is when high high when is, you get into high school is middle school sixth, seventh, and eighth grade for you guys too, or is it different? Pri- I don't think we have middle school. I think we have primary. Primary is from age of five. No, I think that's kindergarten. I think it's six <laughs> to this year. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. So up to up to year six, that's where you're in uh, primary, and then high school. Sorry, Jen, I just couldn't no, remember anymore. No, it's okay. I, I think They're it's different. around it's different everywhere. Yeah, so. I think it's uh, around that time because I'm thinking about schools here in Australia now. I complete it. I think the school system in the Philippines has changed as well while I was gone, so it it could be different. But during my time, my time, you when you say that you seriously sound like you're <laughs> and you're like my age. <laughs> here but, in America, it's um, in fifth grade. Up to fifth grade, you're in elementary school, and then sixth, seventh, and eighth is middle, and then ninth through twelfth is high school. But in England, you're in school until like you're 15, and then you can go to college. I think that's what my last podcast guest said. Like, you can okay. choose to stay in high school, or you can choose to go to I college. I think that's the same here in Australia, because there's year 10 and year 12. By your year 10, you can actually stop going to school and do apprenticeship. Yeah, that's but you so can, you crazy. Can, yeah, but you can still continue up to year twelve and then finish and then. I wish they then, had that here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you you had you have a choice. I think yeah that that's what they have here as well. But yeah, I don't I don't really remember what what I'm I'm starting to know now what they do at school because my kids are at school but right. they're still in primary so we'll see when they get into high school. I'll update you. <laughs> um yeah uh is there anything else oh more about more about my struggles i think um, struggles in my teens are there any more Um, we don't have to continue with that one we can keep going oh i i saw i think there's more important aspects in my teens that i actually um liked but at the same time it was hang on thoughts thoughts um when i was in high school um i didn't really go out with my friends even though i had friends i really didn't go out i was always at home i think that was also because um my parents are strict and they didn't let us out all the time but it's a good thing my hun- my high school friends understood my situation so if they went out no need to invite me i'm not going <laughs> but up till i was 18 i eventually embraced i embraced the fact that i was going to be stuck at home forever (laughs) and during that time that was when i discovered the internet i think the internet was starting to become big 
like there was um MIRC, if you know what that is, like the chats, AOL, MSN. Oh, AOL. Yeah. yeah. Did you have, yeah, I think ICQ. in America. Yeah, ICQ, that one. Oh my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, I think AOL was more big in America. Oh, yeah. No, ICQ field. is not big at all. I only yeah, found out. Yeah, had ICQ. Australia. Okay. So I found, I was in an AOL chat. And which could be really dangerous when you're like 16 and a guy like we with in Australia and said, um, do you want to talk to me privately on ICQ? And I'm like, okay. But it was like the coolest chat ever. Like the the typewriter sound and an uh uh-oh noise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when I, my first book, um, I had no idea what he looked like. He knew what I looked like because I had a website. And then he continued to know what I look like and what was going on in my life because I had a blog, but I never knew what he looked like until Facebook came um, out. Yeah. We became Facebook friends. We'd write like long emails to each other. Like we were pen pals for like a decade. And then I'm like, okay, this is what he looks like. And then when I, um, my first book, I ran a Kickstarter to, mm. and he gave like, he gave, he gave a very generous <laughs> oh, donation. Wow to my Kickstarter. And it was so crazy that like, I met him when I was like, that's 16. cool. Yeah. See, we have something in common. Like, I was saying that was that time I discovered the internet and blogging. So blogging was my outlet. That was the first time I bought domains and like made like blogspot. Oh my God. Blog, I, blogspot was the first home of my blog and live journal. So live journal was like my secret diary. Blogspot was like my public one. So I had two. And like typing down your feelings and day-to-day experiences online without anyone judging you unless they post something in, in the comments. But I didn't get like bashed or anything, but I had like really nice readers all the time. And um, I found new friends online. Like Me I had too. my high school friends but and my college friends, but um, I had more friends online. It's because we shared the same interests, which totally. was anime. Like, Again, like I started with Sailor Moon, and then here we go back again. I found the same that's a circle of people that, like, I can talk to even though they're not in front of me. Like just typing, it, it, it that time it was fun. Like my parents would like hear me. Why are you laughing in your room by yourself? Oh, I'm just talking to someone. Back then it wasn't the internet wasn't as scary. Like talking to people online, like what you said, you ha- you got this friend that you haven't met. Like, it wasn't that scary. Like, up till now, I am friends with these people. I still have two friends. I met one when I was 11, and I met one when I was 15. And I don't talk to the the Australian one that often anymore, but I still talk to the one I met when I was 11. He literally just sent me pictures of my book in Michigan. So I'm like, oh, "Oh, that's sweet. Michigan, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's some people that you meet online that also stay in your life. Yeah, so I'm thankful for for these friends because they accepted me for who I am, and we all had the same interests. And I guess in my teens, um, I just limited myself um with a certain number of friends. I stayed at home, and I loved to blog. And but my teenage life was like I said, I it's something that I don't really wanna go back again. Um, look at you shaking your head. <laughs> never, ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever. I'm so, scared for when he's in middle grade. Like, 
no, I'm scared. <laughs> Can you stay a little baby forever? <laughs> oh, I say that to my kids all the time. Like when I see them, oh my 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 eldest um complains about his legs and arms hurting. We tell, oh, it's growing pains. He's getting he's getting taller, and I'm getting older. And I can you stay a baby? It's like it was just last year or two years ago, and now both of you are at school, got friends. <laughs> next time, next thing you know, they'll be asking to go out on a date. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be crazy. <laughs> I I tell that to my husband every day. Like, ah, oh, I wish that we could just turn back time and like see them carrying them in in my arms again. I but at the same time, I'm so glad they're older now. Yeah. <laughs> I still, my baby still eats three times a night and he's 10 months old. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like trying to like, because he was always so tiny. Yeah. We mm-hmm. always had to like feed him every three hours. Feed him, and yeah, yeah. Used to that. And now I'm like, oh, he just keeps eating. <laughs> and, but he doesn't always eat for me. He'll eat, if my husband gives him the bottle. He'll eat the whole bottle, oh. and if I give it to him, he'll eat like two ounces, and then I'll wake up like two hours later, and I'm like, oh my! It's God. almost like that. The dads get get so lucky. Like when my, my when when my when they were crying when they were little, I was he he wouldn't wake up. It's like, can't you hear that? My husband <laughs> oh. never wakes up. That's what <laughs> I tell him. I'm like, um, he's like, can't you work in the office? I'm like, no, I'm on 24 hours a day because yeah. my husband's amazing. Yeah. He the baby in the middle of the night for one of the feeds except he won't wake up for it so it's my job it's my job <laughs> to hear everything like, i think it's a mom thing yeah it's, it, it, it comes with motherhood like my brain like i have mom brain but when it comes to my kids it's always like that need to feed them time to time to take a bath and like when they wake up at night i can hear it like sometimes we co-sleep I sleep next to my son because I, I'm not used to sleeping next to my husband anymore. It's just like, I think it's that time where they just kept going back to our room to wake me up because they want me next to them. I just gave up. Okay, I'm just sleeping next to you guys so I can just have my sleep. And now I just sleep next to them and then, yeah. How old are we'll they next I to forgot. Them. What are their ages? Uh, they're seven, seven and five. But I told okay. my son, I'm not sleeping in your room anymore. I'm going to your sister's room now. Because you're old enough. Your poor husband. <laughs> oh, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> I think he likes to be alone because I hog the bed. So the bed's all his. My husband so. hogs the bed. I wonder if he's <laughs> listening like outside the door. <laughs> like I, since I got since I had the baby, he sleeps on my side. But and then and then I like push him over to his side. And I, I, we like like cuddling, and I like it too. But then he cuddles so far on my side that I'm like on the edge, and yeah, the cat squish comes. And like, then the cat comes, and I'm like a sideways brick, like trying to fit oh, yeah. both these people I love. Like, <laughs> my cat is like that as well, like in the middle of the bed. But now I think my cat knows not to go in the bedroom anymore because the kids go there, and when the kids are there, they'll be a rowdy. So my cat gets really jumpy. So. She just, she sleeps, she has her own room, so she's fine there. So switching gears okay. again. Yeah, okay. Um, let's talk about, um, so you started a YouTube channel because, like, out of, like, a whim. And then yeah. when did you start seeing, tra- like, how long did, until you started seeing, like, traction on your YouTube channel? 
traction you mean by like so you had one person watching and then a hundred people watching and then more than a hundred people watching so like like for people who want to start a YouTube, like what, were there any oh. specific things, granted you started years ago and I think it was easier to be a YouTube person like years ago. Like, was there anything specifically you did to market it or like, how did you get viewership? Oh, it just went by on its own. I wasn't really promoting anything. I'm, I'm like, I'm bad at promoting. I can't even promote my book properly. But I think that time, Doodle Tutorials, wasn't as big as it is now. When I started drawing on, showing my doodles on Instagram, like people were asking, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that too. Oh, can you show us? So I did my YouTube channel. And then from Instagram, people watched me there. And I think that grew over time. Like I would keep, I would upload every day because I got so excited. I, I love the, when people would comment oh thank you i need this uh, i can't draw and um when they see other artists draw they feel so intimidated but when they see mine they feel at ease and like oh i can do this as well thank you for helping me so all of that uh all of those comments that people give me um made me happy that i was able to help them so i kept uploading and uploading and I, like I said, I didn't really do anything to promote my stuff. I just kept uploading. And I think the constant uploading um, gathered more views and more subscribers as to now um, it's harder. It's harder to get views. Like I'm struggling right now with my YouTube channel. Um, it's because there's lots of art channels now that has emerged on YouTube and there's a there's really, really great artists out there that, like I said, um, I was also comparing myself to other artists. Like it was last year where um, I noticed that my views were going down. That really, um, how do you say it, um, made me so uninspired and motivated. But with the help of my book, I, I think that made me, how do you say it? Made me think that there's other opportunities for me, not just YouTube. Mm -hmm. so, um, to those who want to start their own YouTube channel, I would say um, it, for you to be unique, to find your own style or like, cause everything sometimes in YouTube is all the same. So I guess you really need to find something different that would attract people. And um, I think it's patience as well. Like gathering 100 subscribers doesn't happen overnight. You really need to work hard for it. That's my uh, advice. <laughs> How many do you have now? Uh, I have around 450 subscribers. But yeah, like I said, the views are really hard at the moment. <laughs> It's, I think it's me as well. I think my, my, oh, how do you say this? So, um, trying to gather thoughts, sorry. <laughs> it's because it's different from before to now. I'm like running out of ideas and I'm slowly losing interest in making videos because for me, it just suddenly 
be- I felt like it became a chore more than me- some doing something that's fun. But yeah, I'm trying to take a break and go back because I I don't wanna I don't wanna leave YouTube because I still love art. I still like doing. I I wanna help people. I wanna when seeing people saying oh. I still get comments every day of people thanking me for helping them um, draw again, or like even I have old older people like in their seventies, sixties messaging me thanking me that Aww. oh when I, when they're bored they just go on my channel and just draw along with me. So reading those comments like made me feel that they still need me, so I can't leave. <laughs> Say, I, I think I'm doing this for my subscribers as well and those people who look up to me. So it doesn't matter. For me now, the views don't matter, even though it's disheartening sometimes because <laughs> you work hard on a video. But at the same time, well, that's life. You can't really make everyone watch your video. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. And I know yeah. before the call, you were talking about getting stuck in comparison syndrome. And that's like, we went from a time where there wasn't a lot of anything on the internet and now there's like an yes. overabundance and it's so easy to get just caught up in feeling bad about yourself instead of being yep. inspired by the recent, mass amount of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like recently I just um, think because of that comparison to other artists, I also went, went into this imposter syndrome where um, I have accomplishments, I've made books, I have this YouTube channel, I have subscribers, people following me here and there, but I still feel that like I haven't really done much. Like people are so proud of me, people sharing my stuff, my relatives sharing my stuff on Facebook. They're so proud of the books that I've done. My parents, my parents just, bought like all the books in a bookstore <laughs> I, rem- I remember that and she made me sign 10 12 books to give out to friends in the philippines as presents so yeah i and I, I think it's just me i feel like i haven't really done much like sorry it's just hard to explain like in my mind it's all confusion disappointment but i'm also fighting it with saying that to myself that it's just a phase you can get through it okay it's it's constant like i'm happy and then the next day i'm down again i'm feeling down it's like like a vicious cycle i feel the same way i was literally like giving myself a a pep talk about imposter syndrome like yesterday while driving because i'm like i'm trying to like figure out how to like shift years in my business and I'm just like and like the things that I want to accomplish and I'm just like why would you get that like you're not going to accomplish that like you you've done nothing like why even you're not yeah. going to accomplish that you've done you you're not you're just not going to and I'm like no stop it like yeah like, it, it, it it's so hard it's just, you're in a fight with yourself all the time so I try to distract myself like um I've, I told you earlier that I, I'm planning on taking a break from YouTube, not completely quitting. I'm just trying to focus on myself and my art and like give, my, give myself a break, like give myself a chance to grow again, to find my love for art again, 
because this is something I've wanted to do my whole life. And you, you can't be happy all the time, right? You, you can't get anything that you want. There's ups and downs, and that's where you learn, and that's how you grow as a person. Mm-hmm. That is totally true. Um, and I literally drew this morning, uh, take a break. Like, <laughs> if I, I should do that, actually. Like you, I think I, when I was stalking you before, <laughs> I I I know you because I can't find your books here. But now I'm gonna check um, Kinokuniya because will you, you ask, mentioned to me. Will you ask Kinokuniya to buy it? Cause just say like she's in the Austin Kinokuniya. Can you buy it too? Oh, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 check because the city is so far away from where I live. I'm like in the suburbs, so I ha- it's like an hour drive to get there. So yeah, if I if I ever go there, I'm gonna look for your book. But yeah, I'll say. When I was talking to you before, <laughs> I uh, I was looking for your first book, the one that you said in Kickstarter, where you said, because you called it Nightly Doodles, I think. Um, is that the one? Book? My first yeah. book? Well, Nightly Doodles is what I used to call my business. And then I started oh, feeling okay. bad about myself that it had the word doodles in it. because Why? Well, because people are like, oh, it's just in my brain. It's like, oh, they're just doodles. Like, yes. Oh instead my God. of like art. And so, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm just like because I call myself Doodles by Sarah. It's like people don't really take you seriously because they're just doodles. But at the same time, it's still drawing. I don't yes. like drawings by Sarah. It doesn't sound nice. But, I know. <laughs> sorry, go and on. I just, like, no, I totally get it. And so, like, and then I just kind of shifted gears because I also I did more than just doodles. So I just went yeah. with my name. So my first book is called How Being Stubborn, Depressed, and Unpopular Saved My Life. Yes, I think that that's the book I saw, yeah. That's the book and I was looking for online. It's thought, on Amazon but or on my website. That's really it, I think. You should, that, that should be published as well internationally. So if there's anyone I wish. listening. I wish it was published here like I self-published crossing it. my fingers for you crossing my fingers hopefully. what's funny is for my book deal I thought I sold that book but I didn't I sold they thought they bought the book that we made oh. and I thought I sold that book so it took like months before we were oh, on okay. like, the right page I'm curious oh. how you yeah oh. <laughs> and I love my book now the new one yeah. and I love my book before so now they're just different but I'm curious how yours went so they they randomly found you on YouTube, like yes, like, like in the um, search bar. Like I don't know, they didn't. They re- they re- they didn't really tell me how that happened. It's like we're looking for an artist for for a book on how to doodle, and I guess they found my YouTube channel because um one of my YouTube idols, um, her name is Pete Candle. If uh, she has uh, she also has published a book the same same publisher but in the u.s so i i thought when i saw that she made a book with that publisher i was like oh okay so they're really looking for people on youtube to what is, make what books. was her name your Pick candle p-i-c and candle c-a-n-d-l-e-d-l-e yeah what's your publisher is it quarto yeah it's quarto okay yeah so we have we have the same one but my first book was um the UK one, they published in the UK, but there was two versions. People were getting confused as to there was two versions of my book. 
I'll send you a photo. There's two uh, versions of my book. The, uh, there was the U.S. cover and the U.K. cover. So, so those exciting. books were published. Yeah, I know. They didn't really tell me. So like my friend, um, my friend gave, showed me a um, text message saying, is this your book as well? Because it's a different cover. I was like, oh, I didn't even know about this. Did so, they pay you then? Shouldn't they have paid you for like yeah. rights? Um, <laughs> no, actually, um, this is a, it's a one-off payment for my first book. So there wasn't any royalties or because anything. Because of English, probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's because there was they weren't really sure if the book was gonna make it like big. But for me, it wasn't an issue. Sorry, uh, it it wasn't it, it was it 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 wasn't an issue. Um, I just wanted a book. That was my dream. Didn't matter. I want to get published. That's fine. People will still know my art. That can lead up to other things. So. I have a book and um, <laughs> my second book how did actually, that one come about is it well, the same publisher it's the same publisher but the US version US version the U US company so Janine my publisher my the lady I talked that there she emailed me three four months after I got contacted by the UK people I was like oh my god <laughs> oh my gosh is this for real I'm like are you kidding? And then I saw oh, it's Quarto again. I'm totally going for this. But two books, right? Two books in one year. Two book offers in one year. I'm like, I'm oh, gonna push through this. This is my dream. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. So, yeah, I made two books in one year. One book made in around three, four months, and then the second book that time again. So it was like so hectic. My 2017 was like so hectic because of um, these projects, but it was it was an experience for me. Like it was exhausting, but at the same time, it was my dreams. So you can't just really make a book. Like, come on. <laughs> so the first one, they kind of had an idea of what they already wanted. How about the second yes. one? Did she was it like they, the exact same thing? Like she's yeah, like, they, I want you to draw this particular thing. I think for this for the first book they wanted someone to make a doodle book on how to um help people draw in like like making easy doodles like six steps six to eight steps on how to doodle this and that for my second book i think uh, my publisher saw my my most popular video on youtube which was how to turn words into doodles that's why the art of doodle words came about because um, that garnered around that time, it was around a million views, but now it's like holy crap, three million dude. now. That's yeah, that, 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 that's my. I think that's how it began because they found that. So she asked me if I could make a book on that video. So that's how, that's how it happened, and I think I took. Um, I accepted that job. It's because it was so different. Because I, I, I was telling her, I started to doodle, make letter doodles because I can't do calligraphy. It's something that's so frustrating for me to do. I see all these people like writing so neatly and so beautifully. And I'm here like, ah, my handwriting. It's so bad, but I want to uh turn something uh, make something different like help those people who can't do calligraphy as well and give them confidence saying 
it's okay if you can't do calligraphy. You can turn your writing into something else. And that's how that video happened. And that's how that book came. That's so came cool. To so that yeah. one's here in America then? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have that to look for it. <laughs> yeah, second. They're, they're actually both available in America, like in Amazon as well. Um, I think some of my friends are saying it's hard to find it in bookstores now. They buy it more on Amazon. So I don't know. Like, I haven't really seen anyone post anything that they found it in a bookstore. It's mostly more in Amazon. But some say they found it in bookstores. But I think it's more online. So for the people who don't necessarily need your book or can't find your book, do you have a shop where you sell things like products or digital printables? Um, I think I need to research. <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure I have um, digital copies of my book. Um, advise people to Google it first. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I, I know I have digital copies of my second book, The Art of Doodle Words. So like a Kindle I, version on Amazon. Yes, I, th I, think I, I think the first one has some as well, but I'm pretty sure the second one does have it. And as for printables, I will be, I'm planning on updating my shop. It's been two years since I post. I posted something like when my first videos came out on YouTube, people were like, oh, I need this, I need that. So I made a printable for people to buy. I would want to give it for free, but I, um, I'm cutting I to earn. <laughs> no. I'm oh, sorry. You got to make a living. But, yeah, got to make a living. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, we I have to see that soon. <laughs> yeah, I have printables online. I, I'm actually, I want to I wanna focus on that right now because i said i'm gonna take a break from youtube i wanna because i noticed that people are having a hard time um, getting my actual book so maybe if i make um other copies like a, a different way of showing or helping or tutorials on how to doodle that they can download they could purchase via my store <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm planning on doing that this year, I promise. Woohoo! Okay, yeah. You have to remind me. <laughs> the people are me. Yeah. <laughs> All of us. Harass her. Um, okay, so where can people find you online? Um, tell them like your website, your Instagram, your home address. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, online, you guys can just search Doodles by Sarah on YouTube. And on Instagram and on Twitter, my handle is Sarah Zorel. That's S-A-R-A-Z-O-R-E-L. For those who don't know, Sarah Zorel is a, how do you say it? Is from a superhero name, which is Kara Zorel, a.k.a. Supergirl. <laughs> oh, I haven't so explained funny. it. To, yeah. Um, I was so into, like, because my husband is into superheroes. And I think I picked that from him. Like when we were dating, he's like always watching this stuff. I was always, in, I was into superheroes, but not reading comic books. So when I started reading, like Batman is my favorite superhero, but I started reading other stuff. I, um, I actually liked Supergirl. And then her real name is Kara Zorel. And then I was thinking about a username to use. And I think oh, I'll just use Sarah Zorel then, and that name stuck. It That's stuck so funny. With me. I can't, 
I can't change it anymore because Doodles by Sarah's taken on Instagram, so I can't <laughs> I can't take that anymore. I can't use that username. But I actually love my username because it's Supergirl. It also um how do you say it? It's like I also always call myself like as a as a super mom because I like I do lots of stuff for the house, for the kids, for my family. So I think that works well with me. So I, I kept that name. And I my parents always say, Oh, you're 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 doing a good job as a mom. So I I, I, I just kept it. I kept that name. And I, I actually love it. Like people tell me, Oh, use your full name, use your real name. But for I me, that, that name is name? important. <laughs> <laughs> people thought that was my real name too. So I had to explain to them, no, it's not. So my son we got Oliver from the Green Arrow. <laughs> my son is from Green Lantern. Oh, for name. real? Yes. My, <laughs> and my daughter, because my son's name is Kyle. So he's the other Green Lantern, not the, not the, the not, because there's lots of Green Lanterns. So, but I like Kyle because um, my husband's name is Chris, starts with a K. And we wanted our kids' names to start with a K. So his name is Kyle. And my daughter is Kara. Supergirl, Kara That's so, so funny. So we're all over queen. Like, yeah, you're all over queen. That's so cute. So we're like, let me make superhero family we're family. here. <laughs> that's so cute. I just realized that, that that's really like, you know how people name their kids Luke and Leia from Star Wars? I feel both. So. I, I would do one. I don't know if I would do both. But I will tell you, my son was born on the second and we're having, I'm going to date this podcast. I don't know when this podcast is coming out. But anyways, um, my my son was born on the second, and his party's on the fourth, May fourth, and so oh, we're having a Star Wars fourth, party. Star Wars party. Good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I have to Actually, show you my, his invitation. It's so cute. My son's up. I'll show you my, my kids' invitation. When my son turned one, he had a Green Lantern party. When my daughter turned one, she had like a Supergirl party. That's I'll show so you. I'll cool. show you. I'll send you photos of the invitations as as well as well as like it's all green for my son, and my daughter had all these. Yellow, red, blue, um, like colors for the party as well. Right now, I'm we're, this weekend we're gonna plan like all the food puns. Like they have like uh, four Leia dip, and oh. like <laughs> well, there's lots of on Pinterest actually. Like I, I always go on Pinterest for I for ideas. I look for so funny. much, but there's no baby party. Like you either have like a grown up a grown up Star Wars party, a grown up Star Wars party. Well, and, you can or be a the baby first. shower, and I'm like, I really wanted Zoom Zoom. I like Zoom. They have Zoom Zoom everything. I wanted. Oh yeah, the, the small ones. I yeah. wanted to do like I wanted to see like Zoom Zoom Star Wars art, but I couldn't find any, so I just drew my own Yoda. Like oh, I did one for my. For my nephew, he had a uh, Toy Story party, so I told I drew him as a Tsum Tsum um, Woody. So I put a hat oh, on cute. him with his face, yeah, because you can you can't really use some art sometimes. I'm afraid of using like art online, so I oh, well, drew no. one. Yeah, that's illegal. I don't even know how some people are making all that money from like yes Disney things. Like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but if you so, use uh, yeah. the word onesie online Oshkosh owns it and they'll like kick your butt offline <laughs> seriously it's like when disney wanted to um trademark the word hakuna matata I, did you yeah no. i saw it i saw that yeah i saw that on facebook, Stuff Entrepreneur you see on facebook sometimes. magazine 
trademarked the word entrepreneur. And so what? you can't Isn't that use like a normal that, word? Yes. You can't use that word in a podcast. Oh, no, entrepreneurial. I think that's what it was. So you can't oh, have it's like one of those words in your podcast or they'll get rid of your podcast because they own it. It's so stupid. So you don't you should... post this. <laughs> well, my, my oh podcast my is called Rainy Day Diary. So there's, no, there's not the word entrepreneur in it. Like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about it. So yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So selfish, these people. I know. Ah. <laughs> well. Freedom of yes. speech, man. Freedom Seriously. of speech. Man. <laughs> okay. Well, I have super enjoyed talking to you. And you did amazing. And now we're friends. <sighs> Thank you. And, oh, how did you find me on Instagram? I think because your name had doodles on it, Nightly Doodles. I think your name had that before. Yeah, it did. And I was just, I, I put hashtag or like when you search on Instagram, like doodles, all these people come up. Oh, I should put it back and in then my I, name then. <laughs> I saw yours and then I think I got inspired from all the colors because I, I struggle with colors. That's why I leave my stuff black and white. But I love black and white as well. But I struggle with colors. And when I saw yours and like, oh, look at your handwriting. I want something like that. Something that, when, because when I saw your drawings, it's like so casual, so fresh. It's just like home. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, you're just, you're doing this for fun. It's like, there's no one judging you. Because for me, it's not like OCD or something. But sometimes I like to um, curate my feed which I shouldn't do. And so I'm like, oh, I, 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 like, I like following people where I see they just do whatever they want. And I, when I saw your handwriting, I, I, I love your handwriting, by the way. And when you post all those really nice quotes about believing in yourself, like and anxiety as well, because I, ha I have it. And I, I, I can totally relate. To everything that you're posting and that got me so like they started following you it started stalking your book um and i remember listening to your podcast and posting it on instagram and i think that's where you you messaged me and saying thank you for listening i remember that and i was fangirling <laughs> and then you started you started um commenting in my photos and like ah she knows me she started following me so yeah that, that, that's how um i I found you. <laughs> That's how I discovered you. Thank you. And now I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's been fun. Like this, like talking to you right now, like like opening and opening up the stuff that I rarely don't talk to about people, and like you also have. We we have a lot in common. It. It makes me more relieved, more comfortable. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, at first, I told you I was really nervous, but now I'm okay. Yeah, I forced, <laughs> I forced Sarah on this episode. Like, <laughs> uh, if you want me to, to be your guest again, I'm, I'm ready now. <laughs> okay, I'll come up with new questions. <laughs> well, yay. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. This is my first actual interview. 
Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you liked the episode, please subscribe or even better, leave a review. It makes iTunes really happy and then hopefully makes them share this podcast with other people, which would make me really happy. If you have any ideas for topics to cover or for people you'd like me to interview, please email me. My email address is in the show notes. And thank you again. Have a great day. Thank you.